start cleaning those tires up. Great to time. Remember, they fan out down there. So check that bottom. Sunday drive. Five off, man. Pace cars off. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. ready. Green flag. Green, green. Welcome, everybody, to the Inside Pass. I am Randy Miller, back uh, where I, I guess where I should be. So the captain, the captain of the ship, so to speak, I guess. Although Tom's doing production, so I guess technically he's the captain. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I have the pens. Whatever. Anyway, um, Peter's here with us as well. Um, we've got uh, a great guest uh, coming up uh, tonight. Uh, Jack William Miller, no relation, I don't think. Uh, I've been trying to research this all day, I swear <laughs> to God. Somewhere along the way, I'm going to figure this out. Um, but anyway, um, well-known IndyCar owner, and uh, he, he's got a team with... Uh, Not an owner. He is the son, son of the of IndyCar, former IndyCar racer who owns a team now in the uh, on the road to Indy, and yes. Jack is racing He, he knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who owns an IndyCar team. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll talk to him about uh, his 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 life and, and you know being around the, the sport of uh, IndyCar racing. Um, also, the Cup Series and the Truck Series were both at Sonoma Raceway this weekend. Another first time winner in the Cup Series in uh, Daniel Suarez, which is great to see. We talk about him all the time here on the show. Um, he's actually been a guest on the show uh, previously uh, in another life. Um, but um, just an all-around great uh, weekend for Trackhouse Racing. Uh, I feel like that team is uh, going to start becoming, you know, in the same breath as Hendrick Motorsports and, and Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, just with the two-car team that they have. Um, but we'll talk about that. Uh, and speaking of uh, Joe Gibbs Racing and uh, one of the, and their teams, uh, Kyle Busch won the Truck Series race. You know, but it's different, though, Tom, because at least he's only won one race this year as opposed to five that he normally wins. So at least we're only talking about one win this year. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about how they laid a giant egg in the cup race. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, well, we can we can, we can can talk about that, too. Yeah, Toyota, Toyota brought it on, on uh, Saturday, but then uh, left it all behind on Sunday. That's why I buzzed. Um, yeah, um, for sure. Um, there's also uh, some, some rumor mills regarding Martin Turek Jr. I know I'm sure you guys touched on it last week, but... Uh, a little bit more maybe to the story, uh, some of the things that he said over the weekend, too, that might indicate uh, what he might be doing or not doing. Um, in 2023, uh, we've got uh, F1 and IndyCar uh, as well. SRX is getting kicked off this weekend as well for their second season um, as the bell breaks. Um, and so we are going to talk about all of that. <laughs> it's a soft bell. And so much more on the other side. We're going to kick the show off right after this on the Inside Pass. We'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us him and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. You know, as bad of a weekend as uh, Colleague Racing had on the Cup Series, I bet he's still smiling today. Oh, I'm sure. He, he never stops smiling. Yep. I'm sure he smiles in his sleep, too, which is probably scary in and of itself. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back to the Inside Pass. We're going to stick kick things off talking about uh, Sonoma Race Weekend. The Truck Series were in action. Is that the is that the first time the trucks have ever been at Sonoma? Or was it first since, since 1998? So for just for reference, I was in diapers last time the trucks went to Sonoma, and about half the field wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Thanks, Peter, for that image. Um, anyway, um, I I knew it had been a long time if, if they had ever been at all. So great to see the trucks back at Sonoma. Um, don't ever know why they even left that track. That's probably one of uh, before Coda. I think Sonoma was probably the finesse track um, because there's so many twists and turns on that track. Um, that uh, it's always been one of my favorite road courses, and it, you know I, I know for during COVID we couldn't go to Sonoma because of California laws or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of I'm really glad that they've gotten the opportunity to go back, and I really kind of wish that they let the Xfinity series go to Sonoma too, um, because I feel like all three series. If you're going to go to the West Coast in the middle of the year, you might as well go bring everybody with you when you go. But um, but nonetheless, I, it was I thought it was a cool race, um, aside from the fact that Kyle Busch won, but. He only does five truck races a year. He's destined to win one of the five truck races at some point in time during the course of the year, so he might as well win the last one he runs all year. So Absolutely, and it was a very stacked field beyond just Kyle Busch. There were five other cup drivers in the field, so Kyle beat some very stiff competition in getting that monkey off his back, winning in his final truck start of the year. Yeah, boo Alex Bowman for that, because I picked him in fantasy, fantasy NASCAR, and he... 
he was destined to do good until he got the penalty, and then after that, it was all downhill after that, um, literally. But that's the problem. See, you picked him, and it completely ruined his night. You have that effect. It just took a while for him to get word that I picked him because he was doing good until somebody told him in his ear, hey, Randy picked him for the NASCAR. So he's like, well, i got to slam on the brakes and hit – um, you know, take out uh, the 30 truck and then take out Stuart Friesen and, and tear the whole side of my car or truck off like a can of tuna. And, um, yeah, so I'm um, sorry, Alex Bowman. Uh, <laughs> it's all Randy's say. fault, this Alex. Is, this is why we don't pick sprint car races because I'm sure Alex and I would be costing Alex a lot of money right now <laughs> <laughs> on the sprint car yeah. side of things. Um, and, and also why I've been staying away from Kyle Larson. Um, yeah, Because exactly. I don't uh, – he has enough bad luck going on right now. I don't need to pick him either. So um, I did have a pretty decent weekend, I think, um, in the Cup Series. I don't remember who I even picked. Um, I don't even know if I even wrote it down or not. But anyway, I'll look it up during the during the commercial break. I think I picked Ross. Um, so, I mean, I was sort of – I was on the same organization, just a different driver. Yeah. Um, but um, we'll talk about the, the Cup Series race in a little bit. We go back and uh, look at the top ten. Uh, we mentioned uh, Kyle Busch. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of – Iffy on that Yahoo truck. That's it's it's a weird kind of color. Like I'm not used to seeing. I dig you know, it. I love purple. I mean, More it's a, purple, it's a cool color. I believe I that. I think what you're looking at is a preview of 2023. I think that is going to be Kyle's sponsor in the Cup car for 2023. Maybe, maybe. I don't. I'd be kind of hard. You to heard get it used here to, first, folks. It would. It'd be hard to get used to not seeing M and M's on the car. Though. Yeah. So. Maybe they should put polka dots on it or something just so that we can see that, you know. Well, somebody somebody started the rumor that Hershey's was going to replace M&M's, and I, mean, I don't believe that. But I'm, I feel very confident that we may see Yahoo because they're doing a lot with Toyota. Absolutely. They were on Jesse Love's Arca car this weekend in Iowa, too. Corey Heim stuff. They've been doing a lot with different you know, drivers and toilets. So I, I think that could be a very strong possibility. I would be okay with Hershey's. Just please don't make the truck brown. Solid brown. <laughs> We've already done that once with UPS way back in the day. And it was a hideous, Hershey's hideous not, vehicle. Hershey's isn't brown. It's black. Well, it's, bl- well, it's kind of like dark brown, like dark chocolate brown. Well, if you do a but, dark chocolate scheme. I mean, they, obviously they have other names, other brands Actually, in the Hershey's world. If so. you look at the Hershey wrapper... And look at their dark chocolate wrapper. That would make a great wrap on a cup car. I think it would That's look true. really elegant. It'd look a lot like true. Kyle Busch's Snickers car currently. Yeah. Maybe they should do like uh, Hershey's almonds. That way you can put the little almonds on the little car and make it look like M&M's. There you go. So, yeah. or some, uh, they have all kinds of brands, but that's actually an interesting Speaking theory, of right? Hershey, they're obviously headquartered in Pennsylvania, and the Pocono Cup race coming up is the M&M's race for fans uh, 300. So M&M's yeah. sponsoring a race in Hershey's backyard. So that'll be uh, fun to see. Yeah. Well, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how those cars run at Pocono to see if they can make that into a good show. It this, might be. Yeah. I think that's going to be the next track where you're going to go, oh, man, please, please let it be an okay race. Because it's typically P- Pocono's the, I, I say, the worst race usually all year because it's just boring. It's flat. You know, two and a half mile track. It's just nothing. There's nothing exciting about Pocono anymore. So hopefully they they get back to. There's never been anything exciting. I mean, listen, the Mattioli family are great people, and I and I, you know, it's a great area of the country, but it just you just don't get a lot of good racing there for the stock cars. Indy cars put on great shows there, but stock cars just don't. I would think for the hope of the people of Pocono, they would they would bring come come to the race because you know NASCAR has been talking about if they don't get butts in seats this year they're going to start losing races so I'd hate to see Pocono lose the only race they have left 
uh, yeah. because of that. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it's you know, and it's it's a tough deal because again, as a fan, I've gone there several times. In fact, that was the first ever NASCAR race I went to in '77. I was as a little. Oh my gosh, you bake in the grandstand. It's like you know, ninety degrees. There's it's you're just out there exposed, right. and it it is just it can be nasty there. Um, you know, so again, I mean, that sounds like I'm really trashing the track. I don't mean to, but just being honest, it's just not a real great race, great place to go watch a race for your fan. That's true. That is very true. Uh, finishing up the top 10 in the truck race, uh, getting, getting back on topic here. Uh, Zane Smith finished in the second position. No surprise there. Uh, Ty Majeski came home in third. Ross Chastain, uh, driving for Nice was fourth. Um, Chandler Smith, Carson Hosevar, which we'll talk about him in a second. Uh, finished in sixth. Uh, Parker Kligerman was seventh. John Hunter Nemechek, who ran over everybody but himself, uh, finished in eighth. Uh, Tyler Ankrum, a great run for him. Uh, he led some laps and uh, did a great job. So good job, Tyler Ankrum, finishing ninth. Um, and our buddy Matt Benedetto came home in the tenth spot. I said I was going to talk about Carson Hosevar. How gutsy of a performance do you guys think that that was? He broke his leg or broke his ankle last week at Gateway. Correct. Um, and then had surgery and then came back and sat, and sat on the pole and did a pretty decent job. I mean, he only lasted, what, 10 laps or so yeah, until Daniel Suarez took over. But just the sheer fact that he was able to not only get in the truck but win the pole position with a broken ankle um, and then, you know, obviously grace out of the car and, and ha- or truck and have Daniel Suarez in it, um, I, that's, that's some, that takes guts. It does take guts, and I think Dale Earnhardt had a similar performance at Watkins Glen years and years ago with a broken sternum. He put his car in the pole ahead of Dale Jarrett and – People are wondering, Dale can even race, can even qualify, and what do you know? He puts it on the pole, a lot like Carson Hosvar did. Unfortunately for Hosvar, though, he then wadded up the truck next corner, so he had to start from the rear and a backup. But it did make getting out of the truck a bit easier, but then he handed it over to Suarez, and Suarez had finished the rest of the race for him. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, that it was it, it shows you how bad Carson Hosevar wants it, right? I mean, you know, we saw a number of drivers years ago. Gosh, Ricky Rowe would tape his eyes, toothpicks, you know, holding mm-hmm. his eyes open after his Daytona wreck. I mean, you know, you used to see that a lot, drivers running with injuries. Um, now we're a little smarter than that. <laughs> and uh, this was an ankle, and I think it was his right ankle, wasn't it? So his it's right the, it's, it's the gas foot, yeah. you know. So couldn't have been easy, but he made it work and, and got the pole and uh, – Man, when he wins one, they're going to tear the grandstands down. You know, we don't know where, but it'll happen at some point this year. That's going to be huge. I feel like it's probably a good thing that it was Sonoma and not like a super speedway like Talladega going to because you don't ha- you don't use the gas nearly as much on the road course because you're back and forth between the brake and the and the gas, so you're not on it as much. But but even so, you still about, use the foot. Well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, think about like Talladega and Daytona where you literally have yeah. to push your foot down yeah. and leave it on the Constant. gas pedal yeah. the entire yeah. for four hours at a time. I'm surprised NASCAR let him race, but. Uh, he was hobbled around on crutches, so yeah. I mean, obviously he was in a lot of pain. They even let him start. But uh, awesome job uh, by Chris yes. for sure. Um, and, and I agree with you, Tom. He's he's going to get that win at some point, and and they're, they're going to tear the grandstands down uh, definitely when when he gets that win. So um, we, we we've got other stories uh, in the, within the top ten, which we'll talk about uh, when we come back from break. We'll switch over also and uh, talk about the Cup race, which was also a pretty fantastic race for Sonoma. Um, and a great job first-time win for uh, Daniel Suarez, who, again, somebody we talk about on the show all the time who we feel like has, has kind of benefited himself being with a different team like Jack yes. House, and he's been pushed around a lot uh, over the years, so it's good to see Had him. Had his cheering so. section. 
Yeah. Yes. The amigos and amigas. Daniel's right. amigos. We are going to uh, step aside, take a break. <laughs> we'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. My name's Eric Jones, and you're listening to the Inside Path. So I took last week off, and uh, we had two Nice Motorsports drivers here, uh, Lawless Allen and uh, Dean Thompson. I just happened to look on the uh, on the finishing order, and guess where they finished? They finished right together um, in uh, 24th and 25th. So I guess you bring them here, and they just can't separate themselves. They just who, who beat who? I didn't see the— um, I think Dean, Dean finished 24th and Lawless. One spot ahead of Lawless. So, yeah. They were—you they were, we, know, again, for those of you who may have missed that show, go back and listen to it. Um, steeringwellnation.com or the insidepasslive.com. Um, the, uh, those two were great last week. They, they had a great time picking on each other. It was just a really, really cool, fast paced show with those two. 
they've been around each other a lot this year. They're the two, I believe, top drivers still in the Rookie of the Year battle. Of course, teammates and practically stepbrothers with how much they were ribbing each other here in studio. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was great. We, we are destined and determined to get the other two Nice drivers on. Of course, Carson has a broken ankle right now, so that won't be happening. But as soon as he's healed, um, he will be in studio. And I believe... Uh, um, uh, was it Chris Wright, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chris will be here with him. I, they've got so many drivers now. I don't know. Ross is part of the team. And then, you know, four weeks later, some another Nice guy comes popping up somewhere. And so it's hard to keep track of everybody in those cars but in trucks. But um, nonetheless, so speaking of Ross Chastain, let's switch over and uh, talk about the Cup Series race. Uh, the Toyota Safe Mart 350 uh, at Sonoma. We mentioned Daniel Suarez winning. Uh, for Trackhouse Racing, and there's there's lots of storylines within this. Uh, within this, we can talk about. I, I want to talk about Daniel Suarez. We talk about Daniel a lot uh, on our show because I think all three of us feel like he's been shafted around quite a bit in his career um, from winning the then was it the Nationwide Xfinity. Series right or Xfinity Series Championship, whatever it was back then, um, to going to Joe Gibbs Racing and you know then being ousted at Joe Gibbs, going over to Stuart Haas Racing, being ousted there, um, and kind of being bounced around from team to team. And I've always said that I feel like Daniel would, would benefit having somebody just take a chance on him and just give him the opportunity and just leave him in the car for a couple of years um, just to kind of hone his skills. I mean, he's still a young kid, um, fairly young kid, um, but he's been bounced around so much, you're not going to get your, your bearings and you're not going to be able to gain experience bouncing around from team to team. You need a team to take you under their wing, give you the opportunity, which is what Justin Marks did, and, I mean, look what happened. I mean, it took him 100-and-something races to get his first win, but he got one, and it's not like he hasn't been competitive. He's been competitive and probably could have won three or four races this year yeah. had it not been for bad luck, um, but he finally came and got the win. Absolutely. What Suarez needed was to be the A driver at a race team, and Trackhouse provided that last year, and even with the expansion to two cars this year, he was still their franchise driver, still the guy they started their first team with and the guy they rally around for the most part in that 99, the 99 was their brand last year and is still this year. So it's great to see him be, if not the A driver, then certainly 1A, 1B with Ross, unlike he was at Joe Gibbs or at Stuart Haas, where for all intents and purposes, he was the fourth out of four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. it's you You said it right, Peter. It's, it's a 1A and a 1B at Trackhouse. And I think that's a really, really big part of why you're seeing those drivers perform the way they are. Everything is two cars or two drivers, one team. So all the data is shared. Everybody works together. Everybody works and everything. It's very much one group, whereas you see a lot of these other teams. And yeah, it's one organization, but it's four cars, four teams each. I'm not saying they may not share some whatever, but, you know, you look at a team like Gibbs, that was not a good environment for Daniel Suarez. It wasn't good for Joe Logano either. You've got three drivers at Gibbs right now with very strong egos, and I don't know that they were the best mentors for these rookies coming up through. Joe Gibbs does not have a great run. Even Chris Bell, um, I, I, I would argue, has kind of underperformed, though um, probably has done better than Eric did or, or, you know, the other uh, guys did. But um, Daniel going over to Trackhouse finally put him in a position with a team where he could go, he could be under the radar a little bit. And so if he did something really good, 
It was overperformance. And that's what you want if you're trying to impress somebody. You want to overperform. You want to you want to um exceed expectations. He's done that since since Trackhouse has has started here. And now this year, he and Ross are just on fire. And I, right now you have to say that is the best team right now at the moment in NASCAR Cup, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Hendrick does have four wins with or wins with all four of their teams, and they're leading the points with Chase Elliott, but they're still all over the map week to week. It's a yes. moving target with them. Yes. Meanwhile, Trackhouse is consistently putting one, if yes. not both their cars, in the top ten, top five, or even in victory lane. Yeah, and I just think, Randy, that this this is a model that proves you don't need four cars. It's true. In order to be competitive. I would love to see more one and two car teams. And I'll tell you, Front Row Motorsports deserves a huge pat on the back, too. Michael McDowell's performance is trending up week to week to week. And he had a chance to run for the win. I mean, he was strong on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a road course, which is kind of his deal. But even the week before, he was competitive. He is finally, that team is starting to become a top 10 to 15 team on a regular basis. Now, Todd Gilliland's a rookie, so he's going to need probably another year to to really get his uh, footing underneath him and really develop the racecraft at that level. But that's an interesting organization to watch, too, with McDowell right now. That's very true. I think going into this year, we, we were excited about seeing teams like Trackhouse because for so long, um, in the Cup Series garage area, we always talked about the big four guys. The Hendrick, yes. the Gibbs, the Penske's, the, you know, whatever, the Stuart Haas Racing. But it's great to see a team like Trackhouse Racing with just two cars going out there, and they're literally destroying these elite teams like Hendrick. I mean, yep. if you look at the, win, at the win list right now, they are second on the list to only Hendrick. They've beaten all the Penske teams, all the Joe Gibbs teams. You know, all the Stuart Haas teams to yeah. wins this year with a two car operation. They've got, what, three wins between both drivers. Um, and, and I think Hendrick only has four or five wins uh, as an organization. So, I mean, they're doing something right over there. And that's what's great to see because that is what's going to put other guys and, and other, you know, investors in the sport to go, you know what, if I put my money in this team or if I start this team with near nothing, uh, and I can be almost like Justin Marks or Pitbull or, you know, with the right people in place and the right. You know, kind of, uh, you know, in, from the front office to the shop to the engineers to everybody in that team, um, really making a difference in that team is those guys are going to be strong and, and tough to beat when we get to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, bear in mind he didn't he bought an existing team. True. Okay, true, true. but before but he, that, he they had their own team. Yeah. So this it really was kind of a, a blending of an existing. Mm-hmm organization and his original organization and it's been flawless peter it's really been a uh, as a business person like i am it's a joy to watch actually absolutely and the team is still only in year two of their existence and to even have them in the championship conversation no one could have foresaw this six months ago so to see them how deep they can make it in these playoffs and potentially even put one card at the round of eight or the championship four is just mind-boggling yep. to even foresee you yeah, I think one of the other things, too, that, that gets me excited is when you have a foreign driver like Daniel Suarez. I mean, you know, NASCAR has always been built on American drivers and American this and American that, even though, you know, obviously we've had guys like Marcus Ambrose and, you know, other, other guys come through the sport. But when you have a guy like Daniel Suarez who has such a huge following in Mexico because of all the championships he's won and the races he's won down there, 
to come to the United States. And, and, you know, he's told his story about how tough it was for him. You know, it took him 10 years to get to the States and then getting the opportunity to, you know, to live his dream and, and all that kind of stuff. But for him to have to be at the pinnacle of our sport and win win at the cup level, um, even if it's, you know, the only win he ever gets in the sport, which it won't be, but I'm just saying, um, all of the people from Mexico now, you know, are going to watch NASCAR because, oh, Daniel Suarez is actually doing good and he's winning races now. So, it, you know, it's going to put more eyes on the sport, um, which is something we all want to see. We all want to see more eyes on our good sport. Good point. Absolutely. We see how rowdy Daniel's amigos, the legions of his fans, are at races in the past, and now they'll only get more rowdy now that Suarez is a winner and probably won't be a one-time winner for long. He usually <laughs> get another club one, club will too. grow uh, exponentially before next year. And his, they're going to have to order some more taco piñatas yeah. in order to, to uh, withstand all of that. Um, so looking at the rest of the top ten, uh, I just want to pick out a couple of drivers. We mentioned Michael McDowell, who finished third, but how about second place Chris Buescher? Busher, you know, had a, a flip in the 600, um, then was put on the COVID list and missed a week and then came back. And he's not a road course guy, but he finishes in second and led some laps. So I think, obviously, talking about teams that need to do good, Roush, Roush Fenway, Keselowski, you know, Smith, Gonzalez, Juarez, <laughs> whatever racing, um, is it needs to be that, that kind of team. That's a team that we're used to seeing uh, running up front. So it's good to see those cars finally starting to slowly make their way back up uh, to to the front with uh, Brad Keselowski behind the helm now, I guess sort of, you know, partnering with uh, with Fenway. And it's sort of an odd thing to watch because, Peter, it seems like he's doing more um, from the off-track perspective than he is on the track because the 17 car is kind of kicking his butt every week. he got new lately. sponsors every week, too. Yeah. So he's doing something right. Absolutely, and we saw Brad Keselowski finish in the top 10 as well. This yeah. is his first top 10 since the Daytona 500. Yeah. Think of how much that six team has been through since Daytona in February, the 100-point penalty just weeks and weeks of terrible runs, bad luck, spins, what have you, and finally you get a second top 10. It's not a lot to hang their hat on, but Sonoma was still a huge step in the right direction, like you said, Randy, for all of RFK. That, that, that is true, and hopefully they, they can capitalize on that uh, in the weeks to come because I would love to see uh, the, the RFK uh, racing team back up front again. So um, we mentioned Suarez, we mentioned Busher, and Michael McDowell finishing in third. Another a good run for Kevin Harvick, who needed that good run too because that, that team has been a dumpster fire this year too. Uh, finishing in fourth, uh, Austin Cindric gets his first top five uh, since he won the 500, I believe. Yep. Um, finishing in fifth, Ryan Blaney and uh, Ross Chastain were sixth and seventh. And you, then you finally get a Hendrick driver there um, with Chase Elliott and William Byron in eighth and ninth. And uh, Peter mentioned Brad Keselowski coming in the uh, tenth position. Uh, one driver nowhere to be found in that list is uh, Kyle Larson, who uh, lost a wheel. So he's going to who's going he's going to lose some some, uh, some crew members later on in the week uh, to a, a penalty there. Um, but. Um, the defending champion not, not defending his crown too too heavily right now. So we're going to step aside, take a break. Uh, we'll have more on the cup race uh, and more on Martin Turex Jr. too. Some news from him when we come back on the Inside Pass. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. You know, we were talking about uh, Hendrick Motorsports before the break, and uh, they huge. They made a huge milestone over the weekend, leading 100,000 laps in the uh, in NASCAR. Um, so all time, uh, all time laps or miles? Mile, miles, laps, miles. I think it's miles. I think it's miles. miles. Yeah. And whatever, same thing. Um, no, not the same. it's not. The, it's not, <laughs> not quite. Listen, I'm trying to connect these two together here. Okay. Anyway, so a uh, hundred thousand miles. It's still a huge accomplishment, no matter if it's laps, miles, you know, whatever. Um, in the series, that's a, that's a huge milestone to reach. It definitely is. It's just one of those random stats that stat junkies like myself love and. Just to think of how many elite drivers have been with Hendrick, how many Hall of Famers, champions, and their current young crop of drivers, too. They could hit 200,000 in the not-so-distant future. And they need to report back to the dealership for mandatory service. 100-mile <laughs> checkup. 100,000-mile checkup. That's, uh, yeah, it's extraordinary. What uh, Again, I think we all said when they put that this current lineup of drivers together, look out. And I think that the last couple of years has uh, bared that out. They've just been... You know, 
right at the top of the heap. And of course, this year, it isn't that they're not still at the top of the heap, but there's just a couple of other teams like Trackhouse that, you know, have stepped it up and are able to play with Hendrick Motorsports uh, in a lot of weeks. And it's made for some pretty interesting racing. That is that is very true. Another uh, interesting stat about the Sonoma race was the fact that Toyota, the highest finishing Toyota in that race was 18th place. Um, which was Kurt Busch. That uh, Toyota, we we mentioned that Kyle won the race the day before in the truck series, but apparently they when they when the truck haulers left, they took all the Toyota stuff with them um, <laughs> because they they left it. They didn't leave any for the Cup guys, and boy, man, it showed. They had a disastrous day. Most of the Joe Gibbs cars didn't even finish in the top twenty. Toyota's logo is going places, Peter. Uh, not at Sonoma. Backwards. Yeah, yep, <laughs> definitely going backwards at Sonoma. I was hoping with. Cole Pern coming over to engineer with Martin Truex Jr. They could recapture some magic and maybe put together a top five for winning performance. But no, Truex was out to launch all day. He was running 31st at one point. And yet he was still the best of the 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 four of them at the end of the race. Very true. Maybe they shouldn't have Cole Pern come back. Maybe it's yeah. just let, kept, kept him away because he probably was bad luck for him. Uh, speaking of Martin Truex Jr., yeah, I know I'm, I'm sure you guys touched on it last week. Uh, he's been... Kind of in the news because he's not really sure what he's doing um, in 2023. If he's doing anything at all, um, a lot of rumors going around that he may be, uh, you know, deciding to hang up his his helmet at the end of the year, um, just depending upon how things go. But he made some very interesting comments over the weekend, and I think Peter has the exact quote that Martin said uh, over the weekend. So yes, in the on the pre-race show on Sunday, he said, "I should know here pretty soon, but I had a great career with a lot of friends and good memories. I really had a blast. I'll let you know in a few weeks." Now it's interesting there. He's talking in past tense as if. He may be previewing that a retirement announcement is coming in the next few weeks, but we'll see it. Regardless, it's still his decision entirely. Interesting to me because when you look at that, then you say, okay, who replaces him? Now, normally, you would bring someone up from down below. So, Ty Gibbs? You would think that, but Joe Gibbs said in recent weeks they'd like to keep Ty in Xfinity for another year. But, of course, that's not a pending decision and things can change. Didn't they say that about somebody else like a couple years ago? Somebody else that was supposed to stay in Xfinity for a year or two, and they like the next day they were like, hey, you're going cup racing. And like, <laughs> I think that I was, I was oddly enough be... Daniel Suarez. Was yeah, it Suarez? Was Daniel, okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought it was somebody like that. I, I just it's, it's interesting because if not Ty, then who? Now, I wouldn't think Ty would come up into the 19. I still believe Ty replaces either Kyle or Denny um, because 18 and 11 are the house numbers. 19 was an afterthought. So I, if not Ty, who? I mean, Brandon Jones after all this time? Do you? Or maybe. is there somebody else entirely like John Hunter? I was about to say John Hunter Nemechek, maybe Noah Gregson. There's plenty of Ooh. prospects in both Xfinity Ooh. and trucks who Gibbs could plug in their pipeline. Ooh, Noah Gregson. who Going off the sheet there, but that's an interesting thought because I think Noah's ready. Um, honestly, I'd sort of hate to see him go back into that environment, though. I think he's he's done so much better off the track since he's been with Junior and would like to see him follow into the Chevy camp. But, you know, you got to go where you get the opportunity. But, wow, yeah, there, it would be interesting to see who would fill that car. Also, Gregson does have the Tyth Bass Pro Shop, so that sponsor does align with Truex and with mm. Gregson. Interesting. There's no inside information for my part. I'm just purely we're, speculating. We're, we're just doing some speculating, and there's no harm in that. I'm just, I was just kind of I was looking at the um, the free agent list for 2023 because I was just curious if anybody like you know 
under the under the radar would kind of you know have a contractor or whatever coming up for a renewal where they could possibly go to a different team but I, I don't see nobody like jumps out at me like oh yeah that would be right there that would be the person that would want that you would want to, to put in your car so, so much of that is sponsorship dependent that is true you know and so it really just comes down to uh who the sponsors are going to be and and what type of personality or maybe existing ties you know as peter pointed out noah's got a tie with bass pro so there's but gosh, I mean, it's that would be an interesting thing to watch to see who fills that. I would go back and get Eric Jones again, but I don't think you're going to see that. And that would be, you know, to me, I'd love to see Eric in a front running car because, you know, he would be running up front with it. That's true. I mean, if you look at the guys that have been in, in the 18 car um, in the Xfinity Series this year, obviously Trevor Bain has been on the car. Ryan Truex has been on the car. Uh, both guys have done pretty good jobs. Brandon Jones is still in the Xfinity Series, even though he's been in the Xfinity Series for a little while. So, you know, maybe maybe there's a spot for him there. Um, but I, if you're looking at, I, I don't want to say talent because that seems really bad, but there are guys that are far more, I think, ready for that next step than Brandon Jones um, because I don't think he's really – I mean, he goes to ARCA and dominates, but um, he can't really seem to do much on the Xfinity Series side of things. But – um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I feel like it's one of those. That's one of those dominoes where I think it's going to come out of left field. It's not going to be somebody like we're sitting here talking about all these guys. It could be that have ties to Joe Gibbs and ties to Bass Pro and ties to. But it could just be some random person who's a contract coming up and you know it's like, hey, here's here's a ride for I'll you. I'll throw you another name, Ryan Priest. Right. If he if if they don't offer him the ten. There's a guy that you just want. I mean, somebody needs to get him into their elite level car. He's a winner and championship contender in cup. If he gets the right opportunity, Peter, I, I, I promise he is. Absolutely. And Ryan Priest showed his medal, really set himself on the national stage in the Joe Gibbs Xfinity program on a part-time basis. Yes. He took a bet on himself, gave himself, I think, five or so starts in Xfinity with Joe Gibbs and won two of them. Yep. I would have said Ross Chastain. However, um, not now. <laughs> he's done too good over there. So he's not going anywhere. But I, I think definitely um, you could see Ryan Priest be a, a shortlist choice for that. After a few weeks ago, imagine Ross and Denny as teammates. That'd be funny to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that alliance wouldn't last very long. Um, here's another name for you. What about Zane? Zane's already been in the cup oh, car. Oh, boy. Um, you know, I think somebody, my opinion, I think somebody snatches Zane. I don't see, Zane has a contract. His contract with Front Row is not up. It's a multi-year deal, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean anything. If, right. if an elite team wants him, they'll buy him out of the contract. Right. And, boy, I maybe. And I mean, if Joe Gibbs is calling you and you're Zane Smith, you're dumb to not take that offer. Well, I mean, he, he, took, you know, he picked up the phone for Brad Keselowski. Yeah, Why wouldn't you pick does. it up for, for, for if, Joe Gibbs? If Coach Joe calls, you sit down and shut up and listen. That's what you do. And, you, and, if, and if he says, I need you to you know, come over here and uh, wax my streetcar, that's what you do because it's Coach Joe Gibbs. But, um, no, I, I think somebody's going to snatch Zane. And I don't know if it's a cup team, but and I don't know if you go straight from trucks to cup, but – I mean, that is a really interesting thought. And I'll, I'll even go, I'll say this. Joe Gibbs is in a really interesting position because if, if, if they have to replace their top three real quick, um, they're in trouble because there's not enough drivers in the pipeline at the level ready to come up to cup. 
the best thing Joe Gibbs could do if it wants to kind of refresh itself is do what Rick Hendrick did. And, and I don't, I'm not saying get rid of Kyle and Denny. What I'm saying is the quicker you can get four hot young talents in your car and, and have them in there for the long haul, the better. And, um, you know, the problem is they just don't have enough there. So they're going to have to poach somewhere if they want to go anywhere near that type of an approach. Absolutely. And the 18 is still sponsorless for next year. So there's no guarantee Kyle Busch comes back as of now. Now, I think he will probably come back. I think Yahoo I or someone will Yahoo. sponsor them. Yeah. But as of now, there's potentially two open seats at Joe Gibbs Racing for 2023. I feel like you're you're not going to lose both of them. One, if one goes, the other one will stay. If if Kyle doesn't come back, then Truex will come back. But if if Kyle stays, Truex I don't know. I don't, that's a lock. I, I don't, I, and it may not be. I, I mean, just Kyle I don't wants see to come them. back. I don't right. know that Truex does. I, just, I don't see. Well, right. I mean, when it comes to Truex, I'm pretty sure we'll that find out. He's he's. It sounds to me like he's made his mind up. He's just waiting on the right time to to make the announcement. But. Um, when it comes to to Kyle Busch, I mean, obviously sponsorship is going to play a huge role, but you know, we we've already named three or four different people that, that you know are looking at potentially sponsoring that, that car for him, um, even if it's just a couple of year deal. I mean, Kyle has a way out, or I guess a way into Cup if he really wants to take KBM to the Cup Series. He more than I'm sure he has more than enough money to make that happen if he wanted to do it, um, and and sort of have an alliance with Joe Gibbs at the same time, much like uh, 2311 does. Um, and, and I think that's one reason why Denny's not going. Is Denny even said a few weeks ago he would love to run for his own team, but do you really want to run for your own team, or do you like having the fact that by being aligned with Joe Gibbs, you have the best equipment possible for your team right now without having to go out and shell money on getting your own chassis, your own engines, your I own... I don't think they'd have to do that. I think they could still be with Gibbs. And, well, and, and Toyota would probably help them, too. This, so. all become, this all is positioning, because like I said, you know... You, you you know Ty is going to have an opportunity whenever he's ready. So if Joe is saying they want to keep him down, the thing they have to be careful of is that they don't have to fill those seats too quick before he gets there, right? So so you kind of look around and go, well, you know, if you're playing musical chairs, now if you were to to lose Kyle, then the sponsor would have to, it would it would be who replaces him now you got the house car, the 18, the home number. Okay, again, do you change your mind on Ty or who do you get? So this is going to be a very interesting free agent market this year. And it's going to be really interesting to watch JGR because, again, I don't think there's enough drivers in the Toyota pipeline ready for cup. They're going to have to go outside of their organization to find some talent especially if truex and kyle both go but i think kyle stays truex may go and then you got to figure out who your right guy is for the 19 um and you probably are not short pitting that that's going to be a long-term play and then ty goes either in the 18 or the 11 well my thing is is that it sounds a lot like what happened with daniel suarez like they they brought him up and put him in the car and then a year later they're like okay the next big thing is here get, get out here go and I don't want that to happen to another person because um, we all know if if Ty doesn't go in 2024, he'll go into. I mean, you know, if he doesn't go at the end of next year, he'll go the following year. But yeah. he, he's definitely going to go to Cup at some point in the next two years. So if you're going to invest in somebody, you are you going to tell him you're only going to be here for two years? Like as soon as yeah. Ty's ready, you're gone, regardless of if you're a good performer or not. That the 18 car is is Ty's car. At some point in the next couple of years, it's a matter of do you do it next year? Do you do it the year after that? Or you know. How long do you wait? But how many drivers do you put in that car just to fill that seat until he gets there, and then you know send them on their way and, yeah. and have to go restart themselves again? So, um, 
it'll be interesting to see. That's that's a huge oh. that's a huge domino that's going to fall at some point uh, during the course of the year, um, for sure. All right, so uh, we are going to uh, step aside here. When we come back, we got a couple of short segments, and then we're going to be joined um, by Jack William Miller. We're excited to talk to him uh, about his uh, career and it was a Formula Indy Pro Indy Pro Indy Pro two thousand Indy Pro two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we'll talk to him about that. Uh, always good to have uh, a driver from outside of the realm of uh, you know NASCAR and, yeah. and like uh, Jack here. is going to be a fun interview. Yeah, He's so, a fun kid. We'll talk to him about that, uh, and we'll have more news on the other side as well. This is the Inside Pass, and we'll be right back right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Matt Benedetto, the brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass.
Well, some other major news that happened uh, over the course of the weekend, I guess, exciting or not, depending upon how you look at it, but the uh, Bush clash was going back to the L.A. Coliseum in uh, 2023. So I guess the $1 million experiment becomes a $2 million experiment, and we're going to try it again <laughs> in 2023. So I'm all for it. It was a major success this year, and I'm excited to see how it ha- goes in year two. I'd love to see this experiment tried out with other stadiums and other cities around the country, though, such as maybe Seattle or Denver. But obviously in February, it's frozen in Denver and probably raining in Seattle like it is every other day of the year. It's true. Racelmania 2 comes to the Coliseum. Um, Hulk Hogan, the special guest referee. Uh, I don't know. I I'm, I, I mean, look, I, I just... This is the NASCAR Cup Series. I think when you turn it into a stadium deal, I think you demean the level of um, racing that it's supposed to represent. I get the clash. I get you know why they did it this year. I get that it's a made-for-TV event. I get that they're going after the Hollywood crowd and and you know this is you know that it's kind of a purpose-built event to attract a certain audience. Um, you know, I didn't think the racing was all that great, honestly. Um, but again, it was, it was a brand new car at this point too. So we'll see if, if any of that changes next year. Um, you know, there, I've, I've heard talk of street races. Um, I've heard talk of international races. I think NASCAR is really trending in a formula one style direction. And I don't know if that's good or bad, um, especially because when they've gone to some of these short tracks, you've seen, you know, sold out crowds. I mean, um, I wonder where some of these other races are going to come from. That's, you know, my concern is do you take, you know, are we, are we going to decide that each track only gets one race or how do we do this to add some of these other things they want to do? You can't make the season any longer. Um, it's already, you know, 37, 38 weeks with the clash. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm not terribly excited about it, but I get it. And, you know, and I get why they want to do it. All right. We'll be back right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. 
They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Mark Lynette. You're not making it work on the outside. Make sure you listen to the inside pass. All right, welcome back to the Inside Pass. Another quick uh, short segment here. So uh, let's grade the Fox Sports broadcasting team, or the, I guess Fox Sports in general this year. They've, they've now ended their season um, with the with the Cup Series. Uh, NBC takes over in a couple of weeks at Nashville. So if you guys could give the Fox Sports team a grade, what grade would you give, Peter? Are we giving letters or numbers? You can do whatever you want. I'd give them a solid B. I really like the idea of the rotating third person in the booth this year. Yeah. I thought... People like Tony Stewart or Jamie McMurray were lightning in a bottle, but there were moments that were a bit cringy, some pre-race skits they did, and they did miss a few wrecks or even talking about them or showing them. So not a perfect score, but I like what they were doing now that they don't have Jeff Gordon full-time anymore. Wow, Peter's harsh. He's Who's a being negative Nancy now? Yeah, that, that the, uh, the, the, the negative uh, thing went over there uh, to the other side of the room. I... I actually will give. I, I thought we were just talking about the broadcast team and not necessarily the camera work and all of that. I give it a solid A because I think the creativity in bringing all those different people in and even somehow managing to get Dale Jr. over from NBC. Um, you know, I thought there were some folks that just did an outstanding job in the booth that maybe I wouldn't necessarily have expected to. Um, so, no, I think the concept is great. I didn't know how it would work when they started doing it. But, my gosh, what a way to get some of these drivers into. And, you know, look, somebody needs to listen to last week's Bowman Gray Stadium full racing broadcast. Go get Ryan Vargas. Stick him in the booth next year. It's funny. Um, so, A- minus for me. I, I mean, I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I feel like the, the, rotation, uh, the rotating booth was a great idea. Um, obviously, Clint Boyer is missed when he's not there because I feel like the Sonoma broadcast was not as good as it should have been without Clint Boyer there. Yeah, but Larry and Tony um, had some moments. That's true. That is very true. And and so, I mean, I guess it just depends on who's playing that role yeah. as, as the fourth an- or the third analyst. But 
Um, overall, I mean, you know, like Peter said, they did miss some things during the broadcast, and I feel like next year they need to refresh some of the graphics and some of the other things that they do because they they don't need those. the cartoons. Yeah, they don't need any of the cartoons. No, I agree and, with that. And kind of stuff like that. They need to just make it racing and, and be be done with it, and, and that's it. So we'll see how NBC does um, with NBC and uh, USA Network uh, for the rest of the season. All right, we're gonna step aside, take a break. More ends up best right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. We talked about the ARCA series uh, briefly. Uh, earlier, we were talking about Brandon Jones and, and who might fill the, the 19 car should uh, Truex not come back. Sammy Smith is going to run eight races in Xfinity this season. Um, so uh, ARCA driver getting some uh, getting his feet wet in the ARCA series, so we'll see how he does. He, he currently... 
Um, he, he, KBM has a has an ARCA team, right? Is that what Correct. He's, he's driving yes. for? Yeah. So yep. he's going to drive some uh, some races for uh, for JGR in the in the House Xfinity Series this year. Um, so we'll see how he does. Uh, Brandon Jones, we, we mentioned, won his second consecutive ARCA race over the weekend at Sonoma, which begs the question: Should the NASCAR guys, uh, once you've graduated out of ARCA, whether you run trucks or Xfinity or Cup, should you be allowed to go back and run ARCA? I mean, do you really need to run ARCA at that point, because at that point you're you're literally a NFL player, you know, on a Pee Wee football team. I don't see it as much different than Kyle Busch coming to run a truck or Xfinity race. Thank I think you. some limitation should be in place. Say Brandon Jones or whoever can only run five ARCA races, and maybe only <laughs> on big tracks. Even though Iowa isn't exactly a big track, maybe only on bigger ovals like Daytona or Talladega. But at the same time. I mean, Brandon Jones is a young driver trying to get better for Xfinity to win the Xfinity championship. Laps, track time is track time. He needs all the laps he can get. I don't have an issue with this. See, that's kind of the whole reason any of these guys do it anymore is they want extra track time. So you, you've you seen much more of this sort of, um, you know, interloping going on again this year after not seeing much of it for a while um, you know, you got William Byron dropping down and kicking everybody's butt in late model races all over the country now. Uh, um, you know, which again, that's great for the track promoters because they get those guys there and it's a draw and, and gets fans in the stands. But um, I'm just—I mean, I'm not in favor of any of it. I—I I, I think one is enough. Brandon Jones doesn't need to be running ARCA races. It, it, I mean, you, you give him five, he'll win all five. You know, and if he doesn't, what the heck happened to you? You know, um, it's the difference in driving experience. You know, it's kind of like Josh Berry coming back to Hickory this past weekend and just dominating the Jack Ingram Memorial race, beat his teammate Carson Quapple, who's trying to get up the ladder. You know, it's Josh, it's the confidence level and the race craft that's so much higher that makes the difference in a lot of these situations. So, you know. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of, of any anybody dropping back. Once you win a race at the next level, I don't think you should be allowed to go back down at well, all. I, I think the difference would be like with, with Brandon Jones, it'd be different like if he won the two ARCA races and then comes back to Xfinity and wins the next six in a row or, you know, Xfinity Series races. But he's not Kyle Busch. Like, Kyle's going to, you know, Kyle won the truck race, and, you know, he may go. And stunk in the cup won, race. I mean, he, he did stink in the cup race. That's right. my right. point. You can't, that, there's not a guarantee. You go back up to Xfinity, and it's a much higher level. Right. Exactly. Brandon's been there long enough. Arca, he shouldn't have to run Arca to help him win an Xfinity. I mean, race. maybe it's one of those things where you go back to the series thinking, you know, maybe I just need to make sure I still have what it takes to win. Like, you know, you, I mean, <laughs> yeah, confidence, you're, you're right. right, exactly. You, you've lost so much confidence because you're getting your butt kicked every week. You're like, maybe I need to go back and run. Maybe, I mean, obviously William Byron doesn't need to do that neither. There's Kyle Larson, but maybe they just like, you know, I need to go somewhere where I know I can be dominant. So they, yeah. he jumps in the sprint car, jumps in the late model. And goes out and dominates because he knows he can, and maybe that's why Brandon's like, maybe I should just go to Arca for a minute just so I can get my, you know, clear my head and, and know that I can be, you know, I have Cup Series equipment at the Arca level. Um, <laughs> I should be able to win and lap the field seventeen times, <laughs> um, but who knows? Um, but in any event, all right, let's uh, let's do some black flag checker flag. Uh, okay, we have the opportunity. We're also going to do fantasy NASCAR. We only have one one series to think about, so it might be might be a little difficult uh, to come up with that. Uh, but in any event, uh, black flag checker flag. Um, I, I guess I will start. I really I don't really have. I, I guess for my checker flag, I, I will checker flag Fox Sports uh, as a whole because they they did a, they did do a good job this year. We talked a lot about um, the the third rotation of the drivers and stuff like that. So. 
Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what NBC can can put up with uh, with Fox this year. Um, Black Flag, I, I, it's that's tough for me because the the whole weekend was kind of exciting, so I really don't have a, a Black Flag, which is weird. But I'm sure I'll think of something here eventually. But um, I don't know, Peter. Go ahead. So checkered flag for me will be. I touched on it earlier, but RFK Racing they put together two top ten runs on the road course at Sonoma in a year where they've not had much to write home about. But two top tens on a technical road course that's certainly a win, not a win, but a big step in the right direction. Like I said in the other segment, and Black Flag I'll give to Ferrari and Formula One for all but handing the title at this point <laughs> over to Red Bull. Wow, we haven't wow. even talked F one yet. He black flagged something. That's uh true. we'll we'll see if we get to that later. Um gosh. All right, checkered flag for me, this is obvious. Daniel Suarez, man. That that's a that's a great story. Um and you know, Daniel's amigos, man, you guys are awesome. Uh that was great. So checkered flag. Um their black flag goes to Kyle Larson's wheel. How dare you? Leave that car when Kyle's got a chance to win a race. How dare you? Shame on that wheel. That's okay. That's that's, that's yeah. a that's a really bad way of saying I really don't have a black flag. I guess if I was gonna do, <laughs> I guess if I was gonna do a black flag, it'd be John Hunter Nemechek because I mentioned during the Truck Series co- coverage that he he pretty much ran over everything. Um, he 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 was the one that caused Christian Eckes to wreck. Yeah. Um, he he no, pushed he somebody else off. Uh, Haley Deegan, I think he pushed her off at some point too. Um, and there was like three or four other drivers that got involved because they were in his way and he didn't want him in his way, so he just kind of pushed him out of the way. So um, I'll give my black flag to John. I don't even check. I would, I would agree with that if you're going to go that route. Um, he is, man, I don't know why he's so aggressive. Like if he would just dial it back a notch or two, he'd win week after week after week, I feel like. He, he just, it's just so difficult um, with him because I feel like he should be in the Cup Series in the top ride but you can't drive like that. He if he did that in Cup, you know they'd he'd stop him. He'd be Ross him. Chastain, right? Now. Yeah, he'd be Ross Chastain. I, uh, John Hunter is too talented to drive like that. He's running over his teammates too. Yeah, <laughs> he's running over everybody. Well, literally, and, and that's the thing. I think again, you, you know, there's kind of that culture that goes on over there at Kyle Busch and JGR, where it, you just that I don't know. It's strange, but he I I think he's capable of better. That is very true. All right, uh, let's do uh, Fantasy NASCAR. We only have one race uh, to talk about, uh, which is the Truck Series race, um, and it's at Knoxville, the Knoxville, Motor, Knoxville Raceway. I could, I'll get it right in a minute um, with the race <laughs> on dirt. Um, so let's, uh, let's see. We've only, like I said, we only have one race. Uh, Tom is leading the standings right now. Nick is in second. Peter has dropped to third. I finally moved ahead of Noah because <laughs> Noah has decided that he's taking the whole summer off. He's not playing anymore. Uh, so he's taken his proverbial ball and gone home, which is fine with me. He can go, <laughs> he can take the ball and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. So if anyway, he was leading, um, he wouldn't have done that. But he's 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 exactly. doing poorly, so he's he's just exactly. he thinks he's going to make a, a yeah. last ditch effort at the end of the season. He's retiring back um, and bow out gracefully. So trucks this weekend in Knoxville. Um, since I'm uh, the last one on the list, I will go first. I'm taking Ben Rhodes because I feel like Ben has been so much better on the dirt uh, the last couple of seasons, and so I feel like he gets the second win of the year. Um, so we'll see what happens, Peter. 
Thinking back to the Knoxville race a year ago, it was stolen from this driver, and it'd be a huge story if this driver came back and won. Carson Hosvargas, the win in Knoxville, and they tear down the grandstands in celebration. And Tony Man, has a check to have to make a payment to. The one time I was actually not going to pick Zane and going to pick Car- Carson Hosevar, and you, and you picked him. Um, okay, so I'll go right back to Zane Smith. Mm-hmm. I, Zane is not a, a dirt experienced driver, but um, Zane's having one of those seasons where. You know, right now, I feel like he could win just about anywhere at any time. That team's got it together. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We only have one, one race this weekend. So uh, it's Father's Day weekend. So that, that's when the cup is off this weekend. Yeah. The only off weekend they have for the whole year. Um, so I feel like a lot of teams need to, uh, you know, think about what they're doing. And right. then SRX also kicks off this weekend that's at true. Five that's Flags right. at Pensacola, Florida's yes. Five Flags. CBS Speed Sports. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. That's true. And uh, by the way, the SRX series, as uh, Peter mentioned, kicking off this weekend, Bubba Pollard's in the field because he's the hometown hero uh, for the uh, Five Flags Speedway track. So, um, He'll be in the car. Uh, Ryan Newman will be in the in the SRX series this year. Ryan Hunter Ray will be there as well. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. It's it's going to be a cool second year to see how this uh, how the organization and uh, the series has grown a little bit. They're doing different tracks this year, um, but you'll see some of the same people. Ryan Blaney's going to run. Chase Elliott's going to run. Dave Blaney's um, running. Dave is going to run. Bill Elliott's going to run some races. All the IndyCar so, drivers all the just Indy about are back. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be it'll be cool to see. Uh, Ernie Francis Jr. is going to run. I think five of the six races. Uh, so it'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see. There are a lot of different tracks this year on the circuit, so we'll see how uh, Tony Stewart's uh, race series does. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break, and uh, we'll have uh, Jack William Miller on the other side. Stick with us. Had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot left, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. 
You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hey, this is Jeff Burton, and you're listening to the Inside Path. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Uh, Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada with you. Uh, we're the only three that matter because the other one decided to take his ball and go home, so we won't talk about him <laughs> until August. Um, but in any event, uh, we, we, as much as we love talking about NASCAR, we love talking about uh, the NASCAR world, it's always great when we are able and gracious enough to have somebody that's not uh, NASCAR-related on our show. Um, and it just so happens that uh, tonight is one of those nights. Uh, he is a, a race car driver in the uh, was it road to, in the road to Indy road series, to Indy. Uh, Indy Pro two thousand, Indy Pro two thousand series. Eighteen year old uh, Jack William Miller uh, from uh, was it Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. I think he lives in with Carmel, Indiana now. But uh, Jack, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We are we are so excited to have uh, somebody who's uh, not uh, NASCAR related uh, on the show. You guys have a lot going on too, um, and so we'll get you, get you to kind of you know walk us through uh, how you got to the road to, uh, to Indy and all that kind of stuff. But I guess first things first, how did you get started uh, in the world of motorsports? Well, as as many people know, my my dad was uh, an IndyCar racer back in the day and did a three five hundred. So. I was fortunate enough to be able to get in a go-kart at the age of three, and I was surrounded by uh, surrounded by people who, who knew the business and really knew what they were doing, so it was a, a really a, a good start to racing for me. You started in go-karts, and then you went to an F4. Kind of walk us through the transition up to where you are now um, and talk about how much difference it made for you having someone with the experience both on the business side and on the driving side that your your dad has kind of behind you helping you to make the right choices and putting the right people around you. Yeah, so I, uh, I started out very young, uh, moving up to Formula Cars, so I was when I went to a, a part-time karting and full-time testing of the F4 car, and then I eventually moved into racing when I was 13. Um, so that made me the, the youngest ever F4 driver and, wow. and all that. So it was, it was pretty exciting. And, you know, going into that, it, I was so young, I didn't really know know what I know now. So having my dad be there and, and him going through what, uh, what I'm going through, it was really a, a, a blessing to be able to, that experience yeah imagine it was and and you've taken your time progressing up the ladder too which is really i think a strategy i wish more younger drivers uh and their handlers would employ talk about 
talk about that and and why that you've cho- you all have chosen to do it that way um because i don't think it's so much just about your age as it is about making sure that you get plenty of experience before you go to the next step right yeah so i think i've been uh very well prepared by doing i did two years in f4 two years in us f2000 and now i'm on my second season of indy pro and it's really been able to let me perfect my race craft and get to a place where now I feel very comfortable in the car. It's like my, my second home. As soon as I get in that, that race car and the, the shield goes down, I, I feel ready to go. So outside of the, the realm of the, the, of the car, um, you're a triathlete, um, you're a fitness enthusiast. How much of a role does that play, um, especially sitting inside you know, those road to Indy cars, uh, being as fast as they are? How much of a role does that that enthusiasticness of, of being, you know, into fitness and stuff uh, play a role in your career? Uh, yeah, it plays a, a very big role. I, I think a lot of people, they have misconceptions about how how hard racing really is, and they think it's just sitting there and, like, you're driving your, your mom's minivan, but really it's a <laughs> it's a, a full-body uh, experience, and you're, you're working your hardest. So being able to do all that fitness, and being on the bike every day and running every day, and I, I lift weights um, twice a day, it's it's really made it a lot easier for me, and it's, it's allowed me to drive 10 tenths every single lap and not have to worry about my lack of fitness being a factor. So that's something that I pride myself on. I, I've really worked hard to get to the point where I am now where I can uh, push as hard as I want to and, and not worry about the the fitness factor. What kind of a role, when you're on the track racing, what kind of a role does your dad play in that? Um, you know, we see dads that are spotters or strategists or whatever. What kind of a role does your dad play in your racing? Oh, uh, well, he's He has a radio, and then he, he works with a lot of strategy and making sure that I'm able to get a, a clear clear spot on the track like in qualifying. But besides that, he, he has a lot of work to do with running the team and and helping out with sponsors and so usually it's uh it's fairly simple and straightforward with with on the track it's really i, I just get information relayed from the engineer and, and that's that's about it how much um how what kind of a driving style would you say that you have at this point how would you describe your your driving style after all the experience you've had well i'm a. Uh, I consider myself a very aggressive driver. I'm someone who will always go for that, uh, go for that gap. And so I think with maturity, I, I've learned some gaps you can't go for, but if, if there's a, a, a way for me to do it, I'm going to give it a shot. So your, uh, your dad, um, Jack Miller is a, I guess he's still a dentist, um, at this point. So, uh, I would say it kind of benefits you to have uh, your dad be a dentist because then you don't have to pay for all those medical bills because dentists <laughs> are very expensive. Um, but uh, his the whole team uh, also owned uh, by Adam Venateri. I assume you would be a, a football fan, or at least I would hope so because you're around it all the time. Um, so please, please tell me that uh, you are a uh, at least some some sort of a football fan. Of course, I'm a, a big Colts fan. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Correct good answer. answer. Good, even yeah. if it's wrong, it's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a I have a respect for for all the all the professional sports because I being being involved in one, I I know what 
how hard everyone works for that. And it, it's, I, I'm able to watch watch other professional sports with uh, the same view that I go into with with racing. Do you have, do you have a favorite track? That you that you've been to that you really enjoy racing on, and do you have a track that's kind of been a pain in your butt over the last couple of years? Yeah, well, of course. You know what I'm going to say for my favorite track, IMS. <laughs> um, Another good answer. But Bar- Barber has probably been been a, a thorn in my side. Is what I. That's a tough course. Call that. What is it about that course? Ah, uh, well, it's. Originally, as you guys know, it was made for for motorcycle racing, so it wasn't intended for race cars. But it's just a, a really hard course to pass on, so it it breeds single file racing. And I'm not a big fan of that, and I, j- I just haven't clicked there. But it's a beautiful facility. Going there, it's probably one of my favorite places to go, facility wise. But just the racing hasn't been very good for me there. And I want to talk about, uh, you are a fun personality, especially on Instagram. Is this something that's just kind of come naturally to you to just sort of put yourself out there? I mean, you, um, you and, and, uh, Trey Burke just had a funny thing going on where you ended up shaving his head. What was that all about? Oh, yes. Well, Instagram is my only, my only platform, so. That's where I really uh, I try hard. If any viewers want to follow me, it is Jack Miller underscore forty. I'll say it again, Jack Miller underscore forty. There you go. Um, but yeah, I I try and show my life and, and give the the people who follow me and my my fans a, an in depth an in depth look because I think it's it's something that can be utilized for sponsors and yes, just for really people who aren't able to be around me every single day to get to know me. And I, I really like to, uh, to get to meet as many people as I can, but sometimes if they're from a different part of the world. I, I can't meet them, but they can always comment on one of my posts or send me a message and I'm able to interact with them that way. So, and tell the about thing with Trey. Trey, we had a, yeah, we had a, a little bet going. Trey's a, a driver in the road to Indy. He's in the, the USF 2000 program. And, good friend of mine and so our bet was whoever got the a podium first or throughout the season whoever gets the podium the other one has to shave their head uh-huh. so i was fortunate enough to to get two pole qualifying positions at ims and then i came out of it with a, a podium and he had to uh he had to shave his head so that was a, a pretty fun fun thing for that track I guess if you're really into wanting to keep your hair, it's motivation to not lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> extra motivation to do well. Yeah, exactly. Extra yeah. motivation to go out there and do well. Yeah. Uh, so where do you where do you see yourself? I mean, obviously, you know, you're you're in the you know F uh, road to Indy right now. Uh, Indy yeah. Pro 2000. So I, I keep forgetting what it is. Don't mess with um, Randy. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> where, where where do you go from here? I mean, do you have aspirations of obviously you know Indy uh, going to the Indy, Indy Racing League, F1, you know NASCAR maybe down the road? What's your career goals uh well i think american driver and, and where i'm at right now f1 is obviously unattainable um and i'm not opposed to nascar i, I enjoy the racing but really my main goal is uh indy car and making it to the indy 500 so that's that's what i've set for myself and i think it's achievable and i think it's a good goal to have is there a current indy car driver you feel you emulate in style on track uh, that's a hard one. I I think I think I have to say that I'm I'm pretty unique and that I 
I don't want to be like somebody else. I want to be myself. You do a good job of that, especially off the track. Um, what is what is the key to success? Really quick, we got about forty seconds in a car like like you drive. Well, I I think that hard work is is the biggest thing because you can't get everywhere on just talent. And I know that if I go out there and I'm I'm working harder than everybody else, that at the end of the day I'll be satisfied with myself and that the the results will come from that. Uh, so we're, we're going to step aside. I, I want you to hang on the line because when we come back, I, I want to give you the opportunity to thank the people that, that you know help you get to the racetrack and, and sponsors and you know all of the, the people that uh, make your team go around. So uh, hang on the line, and uh, we will step aside, take a break, um, and we'll have more with Jack and uh, more on the answer pass right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. This is Justin Loft, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pack. 
Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Uh, Jack William Miller on the uh, on the phone with us. And as customary with all of our guests, we want to give the opportunity to, number one, uh, tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram and then you know, website and social media and all that stuff. I know you said Instagram is the only thing you really use. Um, and then number two, uh, talk a little bit about your sponsors and uh, anybody you want to thank that kind of help you make it to the track uh, for each race. Well, first off, I want to thank you guys for having me on tonight. I really enjoyed it. And then as for my sponsor, I'd like to thank uh, Patterson Dental and Blue Marble Productions. And then as I, I said before, if you guys want to follow my life or are more interested or interested more learning more about me, then you can follow me on Instagram and it's Jack Miller underscore 40. Okay, so we're not done with you quite yet. We want to do a quick round of what we call rapid fire here. So random questions. Uh, give us the first answer that comes to your mind. Question number one, pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? Uh, I have to go pineapple here. Mm, okay. Good answer. Well, Good answer. Me, uh, okay, Peter's, Peter's enjoying it. Uh, I, I would give you a buzzer. Uh, okay, question number two. You can only keep three apps on your phone. That's it. Just three. Which three are you keeping? I bet I know one of them. I'm going to keep Instagram, Snapchat, and then Strava. What is Strava? It's uh, it's data recording for all my working out. So everything that I do uh. goes to there, and I'm able to look at it. Practical application. Okay. That's a new one. I've never heard of that one before. Okay. Favorite type of music? Uh, I like uh, classic rock. I'll go with that. Got a favorite group? Yeah, I like Led Zeppelin a lot. Okay. Favorite movie? Uh, I'll give you guys this one. Talladega Nights. Uh, uh, oh gosh have you ever seen stroker ace if not please go watch it that was a real racing movie um or six pack that was also a very funny racing movie um okay uh favorite tv show or don't you watch tv much i know you're a busy guy uh i don't really watch tv much but i've I've watched breaking bad in the past and i really like oh, that yeah that was actually very good with that it's a good answer a good uh all right so if you had if you came with a tagline or a warning label what would the warning label or tagline say oh that's a hard one probably probably don't don't get close <laughs> don't get too close <laughs> that's a that's a good one okay <laughs> if there were a sandwich named after you what would be on the sandwich uh american cheese um and then probably ham and turkey Oh, I like that. See, there we go. That that works. Uh, if you, like if we added bacon, it would be my perfect sub. Um, okay, and final question. If you could tell America and the world anything you want in 30 seconds or less, what would you tell the world? Uh, I want to tell the world that uh, thank you for all the first responders and, and all the the military guys and thank you for keeping us safe that's a great answer jack william miller it's been fun to have you on and uh get a glimpse uh into your career and uh we look forward to following you go out and win yourself a race we'll get you right back on the air to talk about it thank you very much that is uh jack william miller and uh, it's always great to, to to hear from guys you know like i said outside of the nascar realm of the sport 
there's a lot of young kids in, in our sport. Not only, I mean, we, we obviously talk about the NASCAR guys all the time. If you go back to, you know, all of the, the, the road to Indy, and, you know, even, you know, some of the late model guys and, you know, the IMSA guys, there's all kinds of guys um, and girls uh, in, in our sport that are, are working their way up to the field. And they're yep. going to be household names in uh, several years. Um, that is uh, for sure. So I guess while we're on the subject of uh, IndyCar and F1, we'll yes. talk about what's going on there. Uh, Joseph Newgarden won uh, at uh, Road America over the weekend. He also got a cool million dollars because he was the first driver this year to win on all three of the types of racing surfaces, uh, road course. Road uh, course, street course, street course and, and oval. oval. Yeah, so cool million dollars goes his way. And he's splitting it between a dog charity in his hometown of Nashville and then he also said he's going to probably at least have a $100 bill at McDonald's. So he's <laughs> buying a lot of chicken McNuggets. Yeah, I was going to say, at the, at, uh, at the current prices of things uh, that are happening here in the U.S., he's probably getting a, a Happy Meal, perhaps. <laughs> uh, maybe an extra shake and an apple pie. That's about it. But going back to the dog charity, his d- contribution will help thousands of dogs in the greater Nashville yeah, area awesome. by building a new adoption center. So that's... Great to see such a heavy song go to a great place. Boy, the IndyCar series is just so competitive this year. It is so great to see how many drivers we've seen winning, running up front. Um, I think the series has really outdone itself, and the ratings are really strong this year, too. Um, I think that I think they're on the right track over there. If they just keep going in the direction they're going, get a couple of more ovals in there. Um, you know, I think they're going to have a nice uh, series going into 23. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Roger puts his stamp on the schedule for the first time. Absolutely. I just wish that there'd be less conflict between this series and NASCAR because even with them being on NBC, I think five of the last 10 IndyCar races conflict in one way or another with either Cup or Xfinity. Yeah, I don't know, Randy. It's it's hard because everybody wants that Sunday afternoon time slot or, you know, the sort of that 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 mid afternoon three or four o'clock, two, three, four start. Um, you know, I still wish NASCAR was starting earlier, but I think everybody's figured out that the West Coast side of things is a strong TV audience for motorsports, and that's why everybody wants to jump in there. It you know between like two and and three thirty uh, every week, and then that's what you get. You get competition, and you have to choose. Well, a lot of people also probably don't think about like sponsorships and you know like the brands that put their their money in the into these sports. They want a specific time frame for their advertising dollars to go to work. So if people are watching TV. On Sundays between you know two thirty and five or two thirty and seven, they're going to cram as much as they can into that time frame because you think about church, you know, and, and people having church services on Sunday mornings, and the no TV audiences aren't going to be strong in the morning time. Um, and then as you get into Sunday night, I mean, some people go back to church on Sunday night, you know, when the school is going on, people have to get up and go to work and school and you know that kind of thing. So you really only have about a six hour window on a Sunday to get yeah. five races in. So it's really it is really tough to get uh, everybody happy and satisfied to where you don't have to flip the channel back and forth, um, you know, between IndyCar, F1, Cup, and sometimes, you know, two or three other series that are racing. So it makes it difficult. I think it's kind of... um I think it's kind of the prevailing thought that they're almost separate audiences, but in reality, they're not. I know a lot of people who would watch both races if they didn't compete against each other. And, of course, now it's kind of easy, I guess, to do the two-device thing, you know. But, um, 
it's you know it's just tough it's it's a lot of uh it's a lot of choices almost too many choices um you know at this point i wish we'd do more midweek primetime racing because i think from a television standpoint it would be huge although it's probably not what the tracks would prefer peter because i don't know that the grandstand crowd would be as strong at least you know outside of maybe the summer months when the kids are out of school it's a very valid point, and this past Sunday was a perfect example of an F1 race rolling almost perfectly into an IndyCar race, almost rolling perfectly into a NASCAR pre-race, because I think the IndyCar race ended right as cup pre-race ceremonies were going on. So almost like Memorial Sunday this past weekend, it was cool to see all three series not yeah. really interfere with each other. It was. You know, I think one of the things about a midweek race that would be interesting would be if you went to some of the smaller venues where you don't have to fill the seats as much, you know, like yeah. maybe a gateway or something like that. Because if you think about like Cup going from Charlotte all the way to Sonoma, you pass by 15 tracks on the way to Sonoma you probably could have stopped and had a midweek race, you know, somewhere right. in the Midwest on the way to Sonoma, and then on the way back, you stopped at a different track on the way back. So, if you made the schedule a little bit more accommodating to go back and forth, like make it worth your while to do more than one race, going to the West Coast and coming back. I mean, they do it during the West Coast swing at the beginning of the season, um, but then they don't. They only they go back to Sonoma, you know, for one week, and then later on in the year, I think they, they do Vegas or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So it's like you're literally making these guys travel ten thousand miles out of the way three times a year to go to the West Coast for a two week stint. You know, thirty six races out of the year. So yeah, I agree. I think Brad Keselowski brought up something like that a while back too, and and it. You know, it's worth thinking about because you can get more races in in less of the calendar. You know, if you're still going to run 36 races, you could actually condense it by doing some of that and then giving the drivers one or two more weekends off. Absolutely. We saw this tested out during the COVID season in 2020 with some tracks having double headers and some tracks having midweek races. The TV ratings weren't the best, but it was nice to see they at least tried this during of course, the pandemic-affected season. Well, I don't want to do it that way, though, because I look forward to NASCAR ending two weeks before Thanksgiving because then I know when Thanksgiving is. So if they move it all around, <laughs> I'm going to be confused. I'm going to want to eat turkey in the middle of August. I don't want to do that. I'll send you a text a week before okay, Thanksgiving that'd be great. to Thanks. remind yeah, you it's that'd coming be great. That'd be great. I mean, I just think that, you know, and and I, I don't know that the ratings were all that bad during the and, – and I think that was a, a really tough time, you know, for, for – for judging ratings anyways, because it was so much going on. I think people were, you know, focused on other things other than sports at that moment. But I think it would be interesting to do a little bit of that, you know, maybe uh, have three or four of those during the year where you could, you know, you could do a midweek show and, and again, allow for some more weekends off. But, you know, I, again, everything's dictated by the ratings right now and what the TV people want. So. Well, another series who's doing pretty good right now in the ratings is the F1 series. Uh, yes, they continue to big time. Try to duplicate what they did in uh, in 2021. Uh, Mad Max continued his stomp through the season as he wins uh, yet another race. Um, and I think uh, Peter gave a black flag to uh, Ferrari because uh, Charles Leclerc <laughs> continues his struggles. Fourth straight pole and fourth straight time Ferrari shot themselves in the You know, pole. maybe he shouldn't start on the pole anymore. I'm just saying. Like, I, I know it's great to start on the pole, but maybe you shouldn't because when you start on the pole, you always end up not finishing the race. Exactly. Yeah, Ferrari tough. will find some way to still screw their strategy and shoot themselves. It's in the really floor. too bad because this was the year, right? Because Mercedes is a bit off. I mean, Russell's had top fives almost every time out, I think. But, you know, Hamilton's not been running well. Um, and so this was the year for Ferrari to step up and challenge. And I feel bad for Leclerc 
because the team, you know, it's been it's been the race car, the strategy, not Charles Leclerc. Absolutely, and Leclerc lost second in points to Sergio Perez yeah, at Red Bull. The so other Red Bull car. Now that Red Bull is one two in points, that may not change for the duration of the season. So Red Bull may have just thrown away their best shot at the championship. Leclerc needs to get out and win a race or two right now. He needs to work. He it, it's almost all on his shoulders right now to get out there and find a way to win a couple of races and get them back in position because. Otherwise, I think you're right. I think Red Bull um, controls this now. One, two in the standings. If they can just keep both cars finishing, they win. Absolutely. And we've seen with just how strong Max has been at so many different racetracks, yep. he could easily run the table and win so many more races the rest of the season, just starting off this weekend at Montreal. Well, there was a lot of concern uh, this past week about Lewis Hamilton's back and if he was going to actually be able to even run the race at Montreal because of the, all the back pain he was yeah. in, but he's been cleared um, to run. But I've, I've myself have been in situations where, you know, you've gotten into an accident and you know, when I was running a dirt car and it takes that one injury and it just every yep. little bump that yep. you hit on it would make just makes you want to just cry. Especially sometimes. the back. Like, yeah. Uh, when you mess up your back, you're you're destined for, for a, a life of pain. Um, so it's really hard to come back from that. I mean, I know he's in a good shape and he's a good athlete, but at the same time, it's it's going to be hard. And then Montreal is arguably the bumpiest F1 circuit there is, too. Oh, a very yeah, gritty true. surface. Yep. Not unlike Darlington, really. We, we, he will test his grit, that is for sure, um, this weekend. So we're going to step aside, take our final break. Um, one more little piece of news about Le Mans. When we come back, uh, you are listening to the Inside Pass. And don't forget that you can stream us anywhere at any time during the course of the week. We'll be back with more right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. I'm Lane Castle, NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. I solved the problem. I know where Toyota went on Sunday. <laughs> they went to Le Mans. They went to Le Mans. <laughs> yeah, they were all at Le Mans. <laughs> they won their fifth straight uh, Le Mans series uh, win, uh, fifth in a row. That's that's why everybody. That's why the, the NASCAR guys sucked at Sonoma because they were all overseas. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> running in the they Le Mans. They were imposters in the Cup cars. The real that's, guys were that, overwinning. That is exactly right. Yeah, so. that was a great race too, Le Mans. It was really a good. It, it was a good race, and and I. It's going to be interesting next year to see if NASCAR's schedule allows that their drivers, the Hendrick drivers, to go run that in that experimental car that they're going to have. Absolutely, the next gen Hendrick Motorsports Garage Fifty Six entry will certainly bring a lot of American attention over to the Twenty Four Hours of Le Mans, and especially if they get some American drivers like Kyle Larson or Chase Elliott to run this entry. I feel like if Rick, if Rick Hendrick wants a, a, an off weekend for them to go run Le Mans, he will get an off weekend for them to go run Le Mans, because I'm sure NASCAR would be like, okay, let's... It would be interesting, and it would behoove NASCAR to make that happen. And, you know, I think Chase Elliott and, um, you know, maybe somebody like a Jimmy Johnson and um, and a veteran would be an interesting lineup there, but we'll have to see. I mean, Jeff Gordon was at Lamar this weekend. People were thinking, and I'm like, no, I don't think Jeff's coming out of retirement. <laughs> we shall see. All right, uh, so next week on the show, we've got uh, Christian Rose, who's going to be in studio with us. He's about to make his ARCA debut. Um, here in a few weeks, and uh, so we'll get to talk to him about his uh, career and life and uh, what's coming up with him. Um, we got a lot of great guests on the horizon as well. So um, you guys, and uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Enjoy the Truck Series race at Knoxville, and uh, we will be here to talk about it next week on the Inside Pass. Goodbye, everybody. You've been listening to the Inside Pass, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow the Inside Pass on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit theinsidepasslive.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Inside Pass. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Inside Pass. Thank you for listening.